Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. And for this week I think it might be a good question to consider what's the difference between digitalization and digital transformation? Because that was a question I was asked recently and also given that recent Gartner research suggests that 85% of finance teams are currently undergoing some sort of transformation and that digital is a key element of that, delivering the expected outcomes from such activities, could be worthwhile exploring this question. Because I do think some people don't get necessarily difference between digitalization or even digitized. And the, the reason why I think a lot of these finance teams are exploring this digital transformation is because it allows us to be a bit more predictive, proactive, better able to anticipate the needs of our stakeholders, and maybe outline a path that might not have perhaps existed to help us get there using more traditional tools. So to truly understand the digital revolution that's upon us, I guess a first stopping point would be to maybe understand the more macro elements of the global and industry drivers behind this change in our finance teams. Because the emergence of these new technologies and these re-engineered processes that we're seeing getting transformed are actually built upon the foundation of the first three industrial revolutions. And you might have heard us talk about this on prior Monday memos, but we're now vastly accelerating through the fourth industrial revolution on the, the cusp of the next one, the fifth uh, revolution. And... It's been blurring the traditional physical boundaries more into the digital world of things. And it brings together advances in artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of Things, 3D printing, genetic engineering, quantum computing, you name it. A lot of technologies there. And it's all making digital becoming fairly indispensable to our modern lives. And given on the pay, given the pace of change being brought on by these technological advances. Functions like ours in accounting and finance also must be able to exceed in the digitalization era to just simply to survive, let alone remain to be relevant in the future. And with these trends I've just outlined, this increasing data availability, it's fueling not only changes in how our existing stakeholders are forming expectations about what they expect from finance and accounting teams but it does also mean that we're now faced with more unique and interesting challenges to help overcome in this digital era and our stakeholders internally and externally they're constantly expecting us to do better because we've now got the help of this data and analysis tools and these technological advances and if we were to put ourselves in their shoes, let's say we all probably do some sort of form of banking or a customer of a bank. But how many of us nowadays would actually consider having a bank account without the necessary digital capabilities to allow us to transact and do what we need to do? Or even for some of us uh, that are a bit older, having a telephone service nowadays that required us to install in our homes an analog rotary phone. I, rem I remember dialing those when I was seven eight years of age like really far from where we are now so our stakeholders given now that they have higher expectations of us thanks to digital they now want more personalized services from us more customized 
reporting and dashboards. They want us to be more accessible, like the best business partners are meant to be. Uh, we, they expect us to know more about their environment end-to-end, -end, provide them quicker results like closing the books or shorter budget cycles, and provide fast resolutions to their issues when we're, we're troubleshooting problems for them. And in fairness, most finance teams, whether we're in, in small or medium or even larger organisations, we are trying to stay relevant. We're continuously striving to find solutions to meet our ever-changing stakeholders' demands. But you're then thinking, if I'm not on that transformation or if I'm thinking digital, how do I even get started on the right digital transformation journey, let alone ultimately transform successfully? And the words digitization, digitalization and digital transformation, they all sound very similar and often used interchangeably, but it's really important that we understand the distinct differences between these phases on that digital journey. So think about digitization as the act of converting analog information. Think about it more like physical stuff. So like receipts you get in a supermarket or invoices you might get in the post turning that into digital data. So since the introduction of uh, computers, businesses around the world have been quickly, only to begin with, probably more quickly now, digitizing processes and information. So when I started in finance, we used to scan invoices into the early workflow file imaging system. So scanners, they completely revolutionized uh, P2P teams. And even when we were in audit, when we started moving over to a digital audit checklist, so much easier than having to manually copy information year over year really sped up our time. So, so with each wave of these digital capabilities, we've now got a better opportunity to solve some of the older problems we had or didn't even know we had with the new technology. And think about digitization as the connection between the physical world and the digital world. So it's the first step. So once I think a lot of finance teams have taken big steps on that one, then we get into digitalization. And that's the application of digital capabilities, largely provided nowadays by software, uh, to processes and, and, and products that we, we produce in our finance teams to go and enhance the value we deliver for our stakeholders, but also to uncover new opportunities to do things like, and, and it's been used an awful lot to do this, which is reduce the cost of finance teams. Think about how easier it is now to go more global, locating better cost locations as organizations call it. But that's on the cost side. There's also on the opportunity side, the value side, to add more value to our stakeholders. And this is the difference of utilizing the power data to transform our process, simply just digitalizing them and leaving them there. So digitalization helps us to enable better processes by, as I said, leveraging those digital technologies and the data we've now digitized. And I mentioned software providers, most of them we're familiar with already. Think about Microsoft uh, and the Excel spreadsheets. Microsoft Teams is becoming much more popular now. And then you've got the, the old ERP systems like SAP, Oracle, the traditional players, as well as some new newer players in accounting like Sage and Xero and Blackline. And then finally, you move from digitalization to digital transformation. And that's more a coordinated change effort at scale around digitalization. It's infused not just in our accounting and finance teams, it's, it's through all aspects of our organizations. So even impacting our stakeholders process as well, which might involve them changing some things. 
So hence we're getting into the realms of change management, expectation management, using advanced tools like artificial intelligence, which helps us identify where the best transformation opportunities and risks are. So we can be be, be more um, engaged, focused, be more agile as finance teams in meeting those customer expectations and ultimately doing more with less. A good example of those sort of three phases is actually how we use maps and how our use of maps, those, those charts ancient sailors used to use to navigate the seas, right? Or how they've changed over time. So when I was much younger, I used to use something called an A to Z guide with the, the, the destinations I was looking for, a paper with an index, and we go search that. And it really required a bit of application of, of thinking. We actually put some thinking in behind you got from one point to another. And as uh, technology became more available, those maps became digitized. And then we started having uh, GPS systems in our cars. Tom was a big name back in the day. Garmin started sprouting up. And then a lot of those maps ended up online with the likes of Google Maps, Apple Maps, and so on. And those navigation requirements became from that physical analog in a book A to Z guide form to digital online version. And not only now, but the whole digital landscape of maps has been transformed because you can now have fed to you uh, so that it impacts your processes now predictive analytics about your sort of next best movement best way to get somewhere if there's delays or traffic blocking things or even if let's say you're a user of the the underground or the metro maps in, in whatever city you're in or wherever you are it, it gives you the latest timetable and might give you a better recommendation than your original route or route to to get where you want to get to faster because a service has been delayed or something along those lines. So we can then start to thank the artificial intelligence that I was mentioned that's been built into these new digital platforms that have transformed our processes and given us those predictive capabilities. And that's the thing, the world is changing to keep up with this evolution around digital. And it's actually important for each of us in, in finance, individually as well as our teams, to continuously think about how we can optimize our processes and embrace digital at the various different phases and those technologies that this is going to help us with. And most finance teams have identified those opportunities I was mentioning about and also are trying to transform further the finance functions to generate that new value for stakeholders. I'd like to think we've moved beyond most of the cost conversations now towards value because at least with with value, you can maximize that with cost. You can only ever really minimize. So it's a game with boundaries. The cost one where value is boundaryless. And in that way, we become more innovative. We become more integrated within our organizations, more relevant. We, we end up probably delivering a more personalized, memorable, maybe more meaningful experience for our stakeholders and continue building even more efficient and world-class solutions for those we work with. And as part of that journey, as much as there are probably good considerations to think about in the week ahead, you know, that is why we bring on guest mentors to the Strength in the Numbers show, do those interviews with you so that they can share their lessons on how they've moved from the digitized to the digitalized and also how their digital transformations are going so that maybe that it straightens the curve for you a bit in, that, in terms of that learning journey, maybe accelerates it a bit. Particularly, it's, it's the hard-won lessons or maybe even the areas where 
you should perhaps avoid that could be rat holes that you could go down and, and not really get much of a return on for the investment of your time but also but ultimately all this advice helps us become more influential and actually feel like we're a bit more engaged and a bit more involved with the future direction of of where not just our companies are going but also our our own careers so look hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues you can subscribe on all the major platforms itunes stitcher soundcloud youtube spotify and amazon music and as always we really appreciate you investing your time with us today so until next time take care of yourself and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers 